Does your retirement portfolio pass or fail? How do you match up against others? Find out on The Final Grade with Ron DeLegge. Welcome to the program. I'm Ron DeLegge. Great to have you with us. We're going to talk about a Wall Street Journal article that was the February 14th issue, and it talked all about the pandemic spending hangover and the mounting federal debt facing the U.S. government. Before we do that, just a quick reminder, be sure to subscribe to ETF Guide TV, watch our other weekly episode series like ETF Battles, as well as the Portfolio Report Card. Hit the like button if you enjoy our content, and you know I love to see your comments, um, so feel free to, to post uh, your thoughts. So let's begin with talking about this Wall Street Journal article that I wanted to bring your attention if you missed it, because I think it's very important to help you understand where we're at in the trajectory of government spending. And I want to connect this to what it means for your retirement planning, what it means for your taxes. This impacts all of us. And so we're going to help you connect the dots on that. So let's, uh, let's pull up a few slides here to bring you up to speed. So this was again in the February 14th edition of the Wall Street Journal, titled The Pandemic Spending Hangover, Federal Debt Reaching 100%, actually it's even past that, of GDP. This was even before Biden's plans have become law. So let's, let's take a look at this. These are some excerpts from that article. The deficit for 2021 is gonna be over $2.2 trillion, or 10.3% of national GDP. For comparison, the deficit during Obama's first term was $5.1 trillion, and the deficit as a share of GDP hasn't been that high since 1945. These are some historic numbers that I'm throwing at you. Even at the height of the 1983 recession, it reached only 5.9%. The article goes on to talk about the CBO, actually the CBO, which is the um, Congressional Budget Office, not the CBO, which is the Chicago Board Options Exchange, are two different entities. But the CBO projects spending to average 21.9% of GDP. That's just massive over the next decade under current law. But that doesn't even include Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID bill, which is coming, and other plans. The article goes on to say mandatory outlays on Social Security, Medicare, and the like make up 75% of the budget, and reforming those programs has proven to be politically impossible. Absolutely correct and absolutely true that the real problem here, besides uh, obviously coronavirus, which is the immediate problem, uh, the spending tied to that has been pretty, pretty uh, large in nature, but Still, Social Security and Medicare, those are the big league expenses that are sinking the U.S. government's fiscal ship. So let's take a look at a chart here just to have some perspective on what this means in terms of national debt, where we're at today versus where we were at in the past. You go back to the mid-40s, debt held by the public as a share of GDP was at 106%. Now we're at 102%. This is based on 2021 estimates. So we're close to reaching World War II levels. And it's just amazing 
um, how history is repeating itself all over again. Of course, there's a lot of big differences between now and then. I'm going to give you some context in terms of what this means for tax rates right now, tax rates going into the future, and how to prepare yourself from the coming tsunami of higher tax rates. Because that's the only way that the U.S. government's going to be able to, to pay for all this. They can't borrow their way out of this problem. They certainly can't spend their way out of this problem. And that leaves them with uh, really two unappetizing choices. You either cut spending, which they haven't done. They're continuing to accelerate spending. Or you raise revenue, which is through tax increases. The true national debt figure, by the way, is not $27 trillion. That's the headline figure. But I had an interview, and it's on this same channel, back in January with the highly esteemed former Comptroller General of the U.S. government, David Walker. By the way, he has a brand new book out called America 2040. I highly recommend you pick a pick up a copy. It's available on Amazon.com. But I posed this question to him. I said, what is the true national debt figure? He said it's four times worse than the national headline figure of $27 trillion. So that puts you over $100 trillion in total debt obligations. The problem with all of this mounting debt is what's it going to cost or what's it costing to service all this debt? The Peterson Foundation estimates that it's going to be almost $6 trillion in interest cost alone, interest cost alone, almost $6 trillion over the next 10 years. These are some big, big numbers. Uh, they, your calculator doesn't even keep these numbers. This helps us to understand this next slide for perspective on just how much of a burden Social Security and Medicare are relative to the rest of the, the federal budget, which is just about $3. trillion in size. You look at Social Security and Medicare, you're over $100 trillion. And so th this is what's contributing to the massive multi-trillion dollar budget deficits that we're seeing now and that will continue into the future. So the big question is, how high will U.S. income tax rates need to go to pay for this $100 trillion plus in accumulated debt and unfunded obligations? Well, before we answer that question, we need to understand history. And I, I have to give you some historical perspective because if we go back to the 1940s, which is where we're at in terms of debt to GDP, you'll notice that the highest bracket in terms of marginal income tax rates was 94%. For every dollar you earned past $200,000, you were taxed at 94% rate, which is pretty ungodly. Now, fast forward to today, the top rate is 37%. So how does 37% compare to 94%? Those of you in the 37% the bracket that are complaining, well, about your taxes being too high. Well, you know what? They're not too high compared to where they were historically speaking. And so the question then becomes, where are tax rates headed? Forget about what they are right now. Where are they headed in the future, given the fact that we've got this, these massive multi-trillion dollar liabilities staring at us? How, how is the government going to pay for all this? Well, David Walker, who, uh, again, has a lot to say about this. There's nobody out there that knows this better than him. He knows the finances of the government. And he has studied it for a long time. 
He told me, quote, tax rates are the lowest they're ever going to be in our lifetime. They're going up and they're going up significantly. I know this is not what you want to hear. It's it's not a nice, wonderful story, but but it is realist, realistic. And, and I have to bring it to your attention so that we can prepare for what's about to come. So what is your plan for removing yourself from the coming tsunami of higher tax rates? Do you even have a plan? Well, it's all about correct asset positioning in order to reduce your taxes. And that, that means you got to have the right amount of money in the right location. Now, if you are among those that believe like me that future tax rates are going to be substantially higher, probably double or higher than what they are today, then your asset positioning in your overall investment portfolio should reflect that. See, the places that are most sheltered from higher tax rates, there's one bucket. It's number three. As you can see here in this slide, it's the tax-free bucket, or what I call the tax-free zone, Roth IRA, Roth 401k. And so each one of these buckets, one, two, and three, forget about how the money's invested. These are the only three places that money, whatever it's invested in, whether it's cryptocurrencies or individual stocks, ETFs, mutual funds, whatever, venture capital, these are the only three places where that money can be parked from a tax perspective. So where do most Americans have the bulk of their assets and net worth stored? It's in bucket number one and bucket number two, the taxable and the tax deferred buckets, which are the most at risk for higher tax rates. And so the, the key here, the name of the game, before tax rates go up, start shifting money from the taxable and the tax deferred bucket, get it into the tax-free zone, Roth IRA contributions, Roth 401k. You've also got Roth 403b choices and Roth 457. Check with your employer, see if that's an option. Start contributing to those plans. For those of us that have the wrong amounts accumulated, maybe we've gone decades of massively overstuffing our 401k plan, our traditional IRAs, and now we realize, oh my goodness, my RMDs at age 72 are going to be humongous. Plus, I've got Social Security income, plus I got a pension, plus I got rental income, maybe investment income, all these sources of income just piling on top of each other. You know, you are in, in a, a real difficult spot. So, the solution then is maybe to do something like a Roth conversion and to start taking money and slowly shifting it into the tax-free zone. So these are just some things and some strategies that I want to bring to your attention. So some key takeaways from today's program, U.S. national debt, the true number is not $27 trillion, It's closer to over $100 trillion. Really, the cost of Social Security and Medicare, it's runaway costs. It's pushing the government to the brink. And income tax rates are never going to be lower than they are right now. We're already going to probably face a, a small spike. For those of you making $400,000 or more, um, there is talk of uh, uh, changes coming in terms of the tax law. But that's, that's the little one before the big one. The big one is everyone gets hit with a massive tax increase, especially middle Americans, middle class Americans, which pay... Uh, or there's a lot of them relative to uh, the wealthy. Uh, not so many, not enough rich people to pay uh, for all of these problems. Uh, so it's going to largely fall in the middle class. 
And so they are sitting ducks just like uh, the, the wealthy. So the idea then, again, from a strategic and asset location perspective is to begin every year between now and whenever future tax rates hit or increase. We don't know when that's going to be, but take advantage of every single year between now and then to either convert or begin to contribute money into the tax-free types of uh, accounts like Roth IRA, uh, Roth conversions, and so forth. And one last thing, and this is a huge takeaway, and it's something that I'm going to continue to hammer on, is that millions of retirees will be in a higher tax bracket during retirement. And that is not a narrative that's popular. It's not a narrative that you've heard it's not a narrative when I got into the financial services business that I that I was um, taught. I was actually indoctrinated with the opposite narrative, which is you're going to be in a lower tax bracket when you retire because you're earning less money. But even if you're earning less money and tax rates spike, well, you could be, technically speaking, in a much higher tax bracket. And so we want to plan for this and get ahead of it before it becomes a problem. And so... These are things that uh, I do at PortfolioReportCard.com. You know, taxes is just one of many factors that influence your bottom line results. So I encourage you to go to PortfolioReportCard.com and I will gladly analyze and grade your portfolio. We'll look at not just taxes, but the other factors like the cost of your portfolio, the diversification, the risk, the performance, the organization, and of course, behavior, and then give you a final grade of A, B, C, D, or F. I analyze and grade portfolios of all sizes from all types of different institutions. So again, get in touch with me. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's sobering episode about future tax rates, GDP, spending, national debt, and what it means for you and me in terms of proper asset positioning. And so if you've enjoyed uh, this content on today's video, as well as ETF Guide TV, please hit the like button. Please be sure to follow ETF Guide TV, subscribe to our channel, and you can also hit me up on Twitter, at ETF Guide. I'm Ron DeLegge. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next time. Does your retirement portfolio pass or fail? How do you match up against others? Find out on The Final Grade with Ron DeLegge. No part of The Final Grade with Ron DeLegge may be copied, altered, or redistributed without the expressed written consent of its producers. The show should not be construed as legal, financial, or tax advice, nor is it an offer to buy or sell security. Portfolio Report Card is not a guarantee against market losses or warranty of investment results of any kind. Some of the guest names have been changed to protect identities. Go to PortfolioReportCard.com to learn more.